I'm Debbie Travis. And I'm Tommy Smythe. And this is Trust Me, I'm a Decorator. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to Tommy. Happy New Year to Jackie Brown. Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year, Debbie. I'm so excited, Jackie, that we have you back again to talk about what we're going to do in the new year to make ourselves more well and more healthy. Because I think it's one of those endless classic annual discussions, but we're looking for what's new and what's next in terms of how do we make ourselves feel good. Maybe what we should be doing is look at what we said we were going to do this time last year and see what we kept, what we did, what we kept up, what we didn't bother with, and what was a complete disaster. Or what we did well, you know, is there something that you really changed last year that uh, you're really proud of? I don't have anything. Well, if I did any of it well, I'd look like Arnold Schwarzenegger right now. (laughs) Not. Well, I just want to say we all need this because we spent Christmas together, didn't we, Tommy? Yes, we did. At Jackie. Tommy came to my family Christmas, which was fantastic. It was so lovely. It was really fun. Yeah, so maybe we're not the right people to be giving that kind of advice because we ate everything. I think it doesn't count. It doesn't count on Christmas Day. You know, you can do what you know. Otherwise, it wouldn't be the enjoyable, fun day. You can have a little extra indulgence. So, I mean, the papers are full, you know. Um, I'm sure if I had the television, the television would be full of what's new. And so it's just a child. Hang on. That's Debbie's local gym calling to find out if she'd like to renew her membership. <laughs> she went once last year. Um, but let's just say that again. That, so at the beginning of the year, we are inundated with advice for getting back in the gym, diets, just about everything. The newspapers are full, the television segments are full of what we should be doing for, I guess, a better life. Lose those pounds from over Christmas uh, or the pounds from last year. <laughs> Jackie Brown, uh, my oldest friend, who is a an amazing nutritional therapist, uh, not just for her clients, but at our retreats. So Jackie, tell us, help us. I'm on the edge of my seat. Well, I know we talk about all these different diets, but it's still the number one diet is the Mediterranean diet because it's so inclusive of so many different types of food. And there are so many diets out there that exclude so many different types of food. And I think that's very hard to be sustainable. You want to be able to eat lots of different things. And I think for years and years, we've been told fat is the enemy. But fats are healthy. They're, they're healthy fats are good for you. And our favorite fat is olive oil, which we have a plethora of in Italy. I use it all the time. I use the, not yours for cooking, Debbie, because it's treasure, but um, not being afraid of fats. Diet's cornerstone of health. So if we can sort of tweak our diet and not follow our diets, like all the different paleo and you know, obviously it's very popular to be vegan, Tommy. If you do it well, it's fantastic. But lots of people don't do those diets well, or they skip the bits they don't like. People do not eat enough plants on the whole. We want to try and have at least maybe 30 different plants, 30, 40, 50. I made a kind of fridge curry last night, which I counted maybe all the ends, you know, they needed eating. And I turned it into a curry with chickpeas and coconut milk and different things and garlic and herbs. And it's so easy if you know how to eat well, if you have an open mind. I think a lot of people go, oh, I don't like that. I don't like beans. But beans are so, you know, so nutritious, full of protein. And if you're trying to reduce your meat intake, beans are a fantastic uh, source of protein. 
as well as lots of minerals. So I eat a lot of beans and lentils, but you know, getting some good flavor in them um, is is vital. I feel like a lot of people really sort of worry about like what's the right thing to do and what's not the right thing to do because there's so much conflicting information out there on social media, on the internet. What's your advice to people in order to like get the right kind of advice? I mean, obviously, I'm just someone like you, but what else? Yeah, I, this, this is a great question because I, even the experts don't agree, you know, because I listen to uh, research all the time and I'm still hearing there are lots of people that are very suspicious of eating beans because they can contain something called lectins, which are supposed to be not very good for your gut. However, if you prepare beans properly and you soak them and you pour the water away or you get a good quality tin bean, they're absolutely fine. There are a lot of really great tips with beans too. Like I was finding that chickpeas were making me feel really gassy. And then I read somewhere that if you actually remove the skins... One by one? <laughs> yeah, you just pinch them and they come off. It doesn't take long. It takes under five minutes to do it. I think you find the things that work for you, but it's including more food, but trying to eat less foods containing a lot of sugar. And sugar is kind of the enemy of the gut, but still sometimes it is fantastic to have, you know, our sugary treats. I mean, I'm a real fan of chocolate because, you know, 70% chocolate because it's fermented food. Plus it's got some new, some nutrients in, but once you have a piece of 70% chocolate, you kind of only want a little bit and it satiates you. It's finding little swaps. So instead of having a sugary treat at night, you know, have a little bit of chocolate. So I shouldn't be having any Claire. No, I, I don't <laughs> think that's a, a sort of on the list of food. I mean, okay. everybody knows that cakes have got, you know, empty calories and trying to substitute the cake with no nutritious value to it with a something that has a little nutrition in is what we, I think, are aiming for. It's what I definitely aim for every day. When I want to grab the eclair, I'm thinking, no, I'll have the chocolate because I enjoy it just as much. You'll have the wine. That's what you're trying to say, the wine. Oh, yeah, I kept stumbling over. I wanted to say wine. But the great thing today is everything is international. We can all have access to experts worldwide, which is amazing. Um, but you're right. On the internet, um, they're now, I noticed on Instagram, there are people then now explaining on top of what the so-called experts who've got no medical degrees at all. Once again, it's just making us more and more confused. Who should we listen to? So who do you trust that we can all Google or find their podcasts or find their, you know, their information? Thin it down a bit, the noise out there. I do have one that I, I follow because it's written by medical doctors, scientists, and now they've, they've discovered a much more healthy way of eating. And that's the Zoe podcast, which I believe is available everywhere. Three times a week, they have really good podcasts of 10 minutes, 20 minutes on different subjects. And I find tapping into those helps remind me, um, you know, what, it, you know, I hate the word good and bad, or what is better for you than the alternative. So of course, now coffee's um, seems to be there are many good sides of coffee, but probably the downside for some people is the caffeine. But coffee has fiber in it, and we're trying to increase our fiber. So for those that love coffee, it's fine as long as the caffeine doesn't uh, interfere with you, keep you awake, because caffeine is a sleep blocker, as I'm sure lots of people know. To me, what you've taught me over the years is always to see if these people are selling anything. And I think they, the, the kind of depressing thing is you find somebody you quite like, and they're giving good information, 
Um, and then suddenly the next minute they've got a product line out and it's like, no. Yeah, yeah it is true. Or they're trying to sell you a vitamin or a supplement to support you because they think that's probably the best way to regain your health, especially it depends. Everyone is different. So when people ask me advice about what they should eat, I don't know because I don't know what they're already eating or what they need to change. But I think with what I found with Zoe, they do have a system that you can pay for and you can, uh, they monitor your blood glucose and they test your gut bacteria. And I did it last year just to see if I thought it was worthwhile people doing it that I could recommend to people because of all the tests. And testing does have a place when people are unwell and they're trying to regain their optimum health. However, it, it is it can be expensive, but I did it for four months just to see whether I thought it'd be worth recommending. And I did think there was a lot of value against what it costs. They don't recommend vitamins. They recommend a really healthy way of eating, including more fermented foods. So having some live bacteria if you're, to feed your gut, which you should try and eat a little of every day to, to help your gut bacteria. And what is that, Jackie? Is that like kombucha or? It is, yeah. It's like cabbage that's um, an Asian yes. dish. Oh, uh, kimchi. Kimchi. So a lot of Ks, kombucha, kefir, kimchi, and then sakra, that's obviously with an S, but um, a miso. But all these foods are really delicious and you don't need that much. But what you do need to do is probably have a little every day because there was a big fashion for people taking probiotics. And now, you know, if you start taking all these supplements, it does end up being really costly. And also, if people don't go and see anybody professional to tell them what to take and what not to take, I've seen people with cupboards full of stuff, Debbie Travis. <laughs> and, you know, you think, oh, well, I, I remember reading that was a good thing to try and then I've forgotten to take it. But you need everything nowadays is personalized to you, your lifestyle and, you know, what you how you need to keep your optimal health. So one of my New Year's resolutions actually this year um, is to make kombucha. What's the other K? What's the other K? What's the drink, Jack? Why? Why? <laughs> Why did I do that enough? No, what's the kombucha, the liquid you make? So I make kombucha and I make kefir. And I make two types of kefir. I make a water kefir and a milk kefir. And, you know, I vary. Sometimes I'm more in the mood for one than the other. But I think it's always, or this is what I feel, it's about the variety. Because it gets very boring that you say, oh, I've got to have this, that kefir every day, the same thing every day. And it's great to mix things up. And there are fermented cheeses, obviously not for those, you know, with uh, conflicted immune systems or they're pregnant. You know, as long as you're well, to have a good fermented cheese is fantastic. Um, and in Italy, we have beautiful cheese in Italy, don't we? You know, from the... Yeah, we do. We do. A uh, sheep cheese. But but uh, just going back to all these probiotics that you can make yourself, because also the, the kombucha and kefir are all available in the shops. And I, you know, I looked at some of them and they've got a lot of a lot of sugar but there's a really good guy well i like him but i can't remember his name of course but he I'll, I'll put it in the notes but he was talking about kombucha today about people who make it and drink it regularly like himself are very uh, nervous about how much sugar is in it but they've just done a study in washington where they put all these people on different probiotics and what came out about homemade kombucha is that the kombucha itself is eating the sugar. So you're not absorbing. Is that right? Yeah. That's my understanding of it because it's used in the fermentation process. So when you actually drink the kombucha, it does not taste sweet at all because the sugar is fermented. 
there might, and it might have turned to like 0.0, tiny bit of alcohol because of the fermentation process. And I, when I make it, I don't, I put in the minimum amount of sugar that I know I'm going to get a good result from. And then I double ferment it. I put it in a bottle and wait for it to fizz up. So over the years, I've learned I don't need as much sugar as some of the recipes say, but it's the ones in the shop, sometimes because of um, the processing of it, because it's a processed food, it's been pasteurized and then the bacteria is put back in. So just because it says kombucha, pick it up, read the label. It may, it may not be the product you think you're getting. Is it easy to make? So easy. If you could send us a recipe, we'll post it because I'm going to start that this week. But, you know, you've got to start somewhere. And I know you've, you do it here and you've done lessons and I wasn't listening. But I think it would be really nice because I, I can't buy it here anyway because the Italians do their own form of, uh, you know, natural probiotics. So I really want to start taking kombucha every day. Um, so if you can send me and we'll put it up in the notes for everybody so we can all try it. Maybe we can all try it together. Would you do it, Tommy? I got to tell you, I feel like if smelly feet were a drink, that's what kombucha would be. That's right. It's a scoby. It grosses me out so much because it has that thing in it that's called like the mother or something. It kind of looks like, you know, when your stomach lining comes off and ends up in the toilet. Like I can't, there's something about it that I just can't get it past my lips. Like I'm just like, oh. But it tastes quite nice. Kaffir is quite, liquid, um, watery kaffir is nice, isn't it? I mean, I could try to get you through it. I used to make my kombucha with green tea and ginger. When I first used to make it years and years ago, I made it with black tea and sugar and it tasted like Tommy was describing. But you do have to have a slightly strong stomach to possibly make it because you do have to have it sitting on your countertop. And I do, you know, like I treat them like my little children when I come down in the morning. How are you and how are you doing today? And, you know, and then the, the SCOBY doubles and then you have to, well, that's why it's called the mother because then you have to give one away. And that's quite tough because it has a little baby. So you give it away. It's like yeast, right? You share yeast to make bread with and you split it out. And, yeah. Or you put it on your compost heap. So that's brutal, but that's what you have to do. But it's quite in the fermenting communities, people often find somebody to gift it to. I know. I get it. I just, I'm scared of it. <laughs> it's a commitment because you can't leave it for that long. And if I go away, if I leave home, I have to trust somebody to feed it and look after it. It's like a science experiment. <laughs> so Tommy, do you have a New Year's resolution this year? Either of you. Either of you. Let's start with Tommy. I don't do New Year's resolutions because I've just failed so miserably at doing them. But there are. it, it is a time of year that I do do a kind of re-examining of my regular practices. Jackie was talking about the importance of diet. Everybody who knows me knows that I eat a vegan diet. It's not so much a diet. When you're vegan, it's an ethical choice more, more than it's a diet per se. But, you know, as a vegan, I have a tendency to, you know, I like junk food and I like the comfort foods that are vegan, you know, mac and cheese that's vegan and burgers that are vegan. And so at this time of year, I usually re-examine how I'm eating and kind of took, take a look at the last few months of last year and make some, you know, commitments to changing a little bit toward a healthier intake of food, more salad, a little bit more, you know, just sort of natural whole foods. Because I, again, I do tend to really enjoy the like comfort food vegan stuff. So that's really my only thing is I kind of look at those things. I look at the amount of exercise that I've been doing. I don't make a commitment to go to the gym. I don't like say, oh, I'm going to gain a certain amount of muscle mass. I just say to myself, 
If I'm not moving enough, let's move a little more. If I'm not eating as well as I could be, let's eat a little bit better and try to make small changes as I go forward so that I'm not disappointing myself with these huge goals that I can't achieve. Yeah, so that's a good point because you just beat yourself up sometimes. We're just going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's that time of the year again when people make their big New Year's resolutions. It could be joining a gym, drinking more water, or finally organizing that mess of a closet. You know what, Debbie? Some closets will just never be organized. How about we scrap the idea of making a big change and instead focus on the changes that will actually stick? That may be the most insightful idea you've had in 2024 thus far. See, it's the little things. I think therapy can help make those small changes by learning coping skills and setting healthy boundaries to become the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and is designed to be convenient and flexible. So whether you're in Toronto or Tuscany, BetterHelp will fit your schedule. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com decorator to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash decorator. This episode sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, Tommy Smythe here. Thank God I have a few minutes to myself without my co-host. <laughs> I mean, you've been there. You've been overwhelmed before, too. I think most people carry around some kind of stress. And here at the Trust Me Pod, it's, Debbie, did you put your devices on Do Not Disturb? Debbie, do you have your microphone? (laughs) And when we have a guest, I just hope to get in one little question. Listen, sometimes it's hard to keep all your feelings all bottled up because you know what happens when you do. It bubbles over, you lose your cool, and maybe you take it out on someone you love. Obviously, I love Debbie. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever it is that's weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient and flexible. Whether you're in Toronto or Tuscany, BetterHelp will fit your schedule. Get it off your chest. Visit betterhelp.com decorator to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com decorator. You know... One thing I think people, myself included, is you expect this to be, you know, a couple of weeks, you know, and then you don't see results and then you fall off. But when you've, I have another friend here in Italy who became very holistic about 18 months ago, and she was here at this party we had the other night, and she looks 10 years younger. She really looks good, but it took time. And I think that's something that we must kind of embrace. It's a practice. It's definitely a practice. Last year, Debbie, you quit drinking for several months, which really backed me and Jackie. I did. Well, I did dry January and I started yesterday, (laughs) a bit late. So I've done day one. Um, I'm going to try and do it again. And I set myself a goal last year, which was Jackie's son's wedding, which was the first week of June. And I did it. I, and, and you know what? It was the pleasure. Of, but I, God, I felt good. I really felt good. And now I'm really, really excited at the moment because it was a heavy, heavy month. Um, you know, like every day. And, and you know, it, it, and it just gets to the stage where 
you know, okay, there's one more party. And what I did last year, which really helped me do it, is in my on my mirror in the bathroom, I used an eyebrow pencil and I would put the days on. So I've got a one on there now. But, you know, when I got to like 150 days, it looks it's a great way. And also, you know, in the evening when you have that, you know, week time for me anyway, like six o'clock, seven o'clock, where you think, oh God, I just need a glass of wine. I would go upstairs and I'd see my numbers and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have a good beer or, or, or something like that. And that really, worked. I mean, maybe everybody's different, but that really worked for me because it was my own little kind of slap on the back. You're in competition with yourself and um, yeah, very healthy way to do it. You had a goal. Yeah. Very healthy yeah. way to do it because it's self-motivating. And it's yeah. also goal oriented and it's small goals. I mean, those little ticks. And then with the slash, when you reach five, that's what people do in prisons. You're like the Countess of Monte Cristo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Marking off the days until you can. That's what it looks like. That's what it looks like, you know. And then somebody came in and cleaned it. And I was like, what? After about a month, I really saw the difference. No aches and pains, um, more energy, all that you know, slightly puffiness, which sometimes puffiness is good because you don't see the wrinkles as much. So you become a little bit more gaunt. But now I want to feel like I did, you know, last spring, you know. So that's my incentive this year. I do a lot of walking anyway because of the dog, but I want to do more weight training this year. I, yes. You know, I think uh, especially when you get older, you start to lose your muscle mass. And But we don't have to go to the gym for an hour and a half. You know, you can do 10 minutes, you know, every other day or, or start off like that. I think a lot of people, you know, with the New Year's resolutions going, oh, we're going to join a gym. And then, you know, six months later, you never go again. So I think it's the, you know, the small things you do every day. And it's not just the actual exercise, but it's also moving more, you know, gardening and um, walking more and not sitting down, doing, you know, your own housework, just, just more movement rather than just sit sitting down the whole time. And if we do have to sit at the desk all day, if you can, get up every half an hour, every 20 minutes, walk around, sit down again. Um, and as Tommy said, which I love, it's the small things, little things that are doable that you incorporate. So I last year, and I did write a list of things I'm going to try and do more of, and that was one of them, just move more. And when just when you feel like sitting down in your chair with a box of chocolates or cake, it's go, no, I'm going to get up. I'm just going for a little walk outside in nature, weather permitting, it just breathe in the air. And I, I just love those kind of, this meditative, which is something I'm still working on. I'm not a great meditator, but mindfulness. And it really does help, I think, to help you feel more balanced. And these are things that don't cost money. I mean, it's not like you have to buy the gym membership to go for a walk. No, nothing. Or to lie down in your quiet room and turn the lights down and meditate for an hour. You know, those are all things that everyone can practice free of charge. And I think sometimes I say to people, well, why? And it sounds like, you know, it sounds a bit childish, but almost going back to school and writing out a little timetable. And until you've made it a daily practice, is schedule in when you're going to do your 10 minutes of exercise. Schedule in. I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, eating three meals a day because I think if you start massively skipping you know, if you skip lunch or you skip breakfast, you make up for it somewhere else in the day. You need to keep your blood sugar steady. It doesn't mean to say, and I, I'm very keen also to eat in a, you know, they call it time-restricted eating. It's got many titles, but I probably will eat at I don't know, nine o'clock in the morning, 12 to 1.30, and I kind of like to have my last meal around about six. 
obviously doesn't always happen because of you know different um normally your social life or around work people can't always do that because they're at work at those times but trying not to eat really late at night um is something that people can be more mindful of not eating starting to cook at eight o'clock or nine o'clock and eating at 10 because you're going to bed on a full stomach and then you know you get up and have breakfast again but i think it's very good to let your gut have a little rest at night and to Everything seems to be about the gut, healing your gut, um, improving your microbiome. And this gives you time to rest and digest at night. And I think you definitely sleep better. And maybe too much glucose, uh, you know, your, your foods, your carbohydrates are turned to glucose. And your, your brain feeds on glucose. And at night, you know, sometimes people wake up at three in the morning and their brains are going crazy because, you know, they've had a they wake up and start thinking and then the glucose, you know, feeds their brain and they're, um, you know, up all night or having, you know, sleep problems. So improving your sleep, that's something I'm really keen on. Yeah. This point you said about writing things down at the retreats, as, as both Tommy and Jackie know, we give everybody a really beautiful diary and there's a purpose for that. And it's because, um, they're, they're absorbing so much information, but also they're feeling day by day. I mean, it really does happen. And like you say, there's no quick fix. I mean, a week here, you know, in Tuscany, it's not a quick fix, but you do feel good at the end of the week. A, you've been extremely social. You've made new friends. You've been relaxed. You're not worrying about work or family. And so, but how, what everybody says is, how do I keep this up? How do I bottle it? How do I bring it home? How do I feel like this in a month or, you know, next year? You know, I got told off in the morning because I had already had eight coffees by nine o'clock and uh, not told off, but, you know, maybe Jackie had said, you know, maybe the reason you don't sleep is because all that coffee is building up in you because people think they need it because they didn't sleep. And so they write down those little facts all day long so that, and, and we say, take this diary home and keep jumping back into it. One woman just said, that in her diary, she'd written best day ever and then had written a list. I never forgot this of why, what had happened, made a new friend, laughed till I nearly peed. You know, it wasn't about I didn't eat the potato or I didn't have a piece of bread. It was, a, it was the feeling and the emotion that had made them feel so good about themselves. And that is the key. It doesn't matter what you do. If you don't feel good about yourself, you know, you're on the wrong track. And she said, I've gone back to that year in, year out, just saying, those are my moments. Those are the keys that give me a more joyful life. It, it is. When we have people around our Tuscan table and people are making new friends and they're telling each other, swapping stories and you hear the laughter and taking that home and reconnecting with your friends at home and inviting them around for a kitchen table supper and recreating, making the pasta together. They have such a wonderful time, our, our ladies making the pasta, making pasta and, you know, comparing notes. Not everyone's pasta is perfect and it doesn't matter because it all kind yeah. of comes out the same once it's got the sauce, you know, it's yeah. just delicious. And you can't, you can't roll pasta and cut it into shapes without screaming with laughter. I mean, it's just normal. And, you know, we, so most of these women have never met each other before and within 24 hours, I mean, it does get rather dirty and rude at times, but... <laughs> No, after 24 hours, they are laughing like 14-year-olds, 
How do you get that feeling of pure joy? I mean, we actually see people skipping here, skipping like little girls. Yeah. And like Jackie said, you know, we can hear the laughter. It makes us feel good. But again, you can take that home and that's, again, knocking on doors, creating a, we've talked about this so many times before, creating a community. Like Tommy just said, um, I posted something the other day because we did a party. Nobody wants to go to a party on the 6th of January, but we had 24 people and we just said, oh, oh come around. I did a Mexican night and I had to, at one o'clock, ask people to go home because the dog was tired. <laughs> <laughs> the dog was exhausted. Um, I, and there was another puppy here. So, I, but But the thing is, Everybody had said, yeah, we'll come, we'll come, we'll come. And it made you feel so good. And these are people from all expats from around the world and some Italians. And it was, you know, it's just great. And it's not about how much you drink or how much you eat and whether the food's good. It's putting people together. And I love doing that. I really love it because I know how, I think that's the biggest health benefit of all, isn't it? I couldn't put it better myself. You're right. And we, we say you've got to be your own health warrior. And, you know, a lot of people say to me, oh, I can't do, I can't do this because, so people put a blocker in sometimes in the way of getting well. I can't eat more greens because I don't really like them. Well, you need to find a way that works for you to eat more plants and make them, you know, delicious. And they are delicious once you start learning to cook. A lot of people don't learn to cook, you know, and they just rely on, you know, convenience foods or takeout. One thing that Patrick and I do, one thing that we do that forces us into learning new recipes and, and, and cooking new things is when we're actually in the supermarket, in the grocery store. Sometimes I'll see something and I'll, and I'll say to myself, we never buy that. So it could be like leeks or a butternut squash. And I say, you know what, I'm going to buy this and then I'm going to put it in the fridge. And as it starts to get to the point where I need to use it, it will force me to go online and find a recipe What's a great recipe, a vegan recipe for leeks? And then you look at everything that's there and then you learn how to cook something new. And sometimes we don't do it again, but sometimes we find something that becomes a part of our normal repertoire recipes because it kind of pushes you into a place like just buying ingredients that are unusual for your own pantry or your own fridge can actually force you into learning something new. But it's a real gift, you know, cooking and it you know, if you go, I can't because it's so difficult. It's, it's not difficult, you know. And we have some ladies that come to us. Some can cook and they're brilliant in the kitchen. Some ladies never boiled an egg. So, but by the end of it, they can all make pasta. So, because, you know, we have wonderful Chef Francesco that, you know, teach, teaches them. But you, you can put on a great YouTube video and learn to cook something. There are so many sources now that uh, are at our fingertips. So to review, I feel like I want to say to you, Jackie, like what I've learned from my conversations with you uh, and this one included is that there really isn't necessarily a quick fix, but in a short period of time, you can adjust your practices and make your practices feel as though there's something that is life enhancing and wellness inducing. And I think that health and wellness is like anything else. If you actually want to be good at it and you should want to be good at your own health and wellness, you have to learn. You have to do your research. You have to find reliable sources. You have to question, you know, authority. You have to find multiple, you know, versions and decide for yourself. But you have to educate yourself. And education, knowledge is everything. And excluding all the things that we know. And we know what puts on weight. We know it's, you know, sugary, dough, carbs, donuts, uh, pizza every day. 
But to having variety and eating a lot of plants, more plants than you probably normally eat, is a good start. And I think another uh, thing that people find very hard is to find something suitable for breakfast. In Italy, the Italians don't have the healthiest breakfast. We do at the villa because we have a very varied breakfast, which I love. So we have avocado, we have mushrooms one day, one day we have eggs. So it's, it's a variety, something different every day. Don't get stuck eating the same thing for breakfast every day. Have variety. And also, I, I love to go to, um, I mean, we all love it when we travel to go to, I love, well, and I do, going to supermarkets in a different country, if you, whether you go to the islands or Mexico or whatever. But, but you have those communities in all countries now. So you could go to the local, you know, Jamaican grocery store. You could go to the local Italian, Portuguese, Spanish, and, and, and try different fruit. I mean, I was in uh, Brixton. You know, in London. The market in Brixton is called Electric Avenue, and it's the one from the song. It's really like, we're going to rock down to Electric Avenue. That's it. Tommy won't like this. I saw snails that were bigger than, uh, they were outside in a barrel, bigger than a um, a tennis ball. Snails. And I you know, I said to my son, what, God, what are those? And he said, oh, I'll explain later. He forgot. But it's not about the snails. If you go inside and, you know, they've usually got all the vegetables lined up. No, I wouldn't know how to cook a yam. I'd, you know, maybe we should, you know. There's all these different type of produce that even if it's tinned, you know, go and try it, you know. Obviously, you know, read the label, make sure there's not too much salt. Nothing wrong with frozen vegetables because they're frozen at source. So always having a backup of vegetables in your freezer is a fantastic idea. And um, berries, they can be very expensive at certain times of the year. And they're just as good. So always have a good supply in your food. And easy. They're there. You don't have to think about going to buy them or they've gone all moldy. Yeah. You know, I mean, we have bags of berries here and they're called, I love it because they're called Fruta de Bosco, the fruit of the woods. And it's a beautiful word. And Fruta de Bosco. And we just take them out in the morning. And it's, it's black currants, raspberries, blackberries. And there's no sugar in them at all. Just frozen. Yeah. And with yogurt and... Yeah, yogurt or on ricotta or something. There, yeah, they're really good. They're they're great. Um, I use them all the time. So, Jackie, have you got a New Year's resolution? Like Tommy, I don't want to set myself up for a failure. I I don't really make a definite one, but I think you know maybe just yeah, just be kinder, nicer. You know, just think those just those sort of things. Not necessarily, not really about my diet. I hate making that. Because I hate diets and I never ever want to go on a diet again. They just don't work. You just need to tweak what you're already eating and include more food. But to go on a diet you follow per se and count calories, I I never want to do that again. You have to you punish yourself and they just yeah. Reward and punishment. Yeah. And and suffering in order to be healthy. And you don't have to suffer to be healthy. You just have to be patient and you have to do the work. Because when you were at university, you did so, there was a really interesting experiment that you did. I remember years and years and years ago, where everybody in the class was put onto different famous diets. Somebody was on the paleo, somebody was on the zone diet, somebody, and 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 you said it was like crazy, you know, like. Well, you know, the minute you're not doing it for a reason, you know, you're you're off it, and they're hard to stick to. You know, when people go out for dinner. Like, oh, there's nothing on the menu I can eat. There's always something on the menu you can eat. You can have a piece of grilled fish or, um, you know, you can ask for the sauce to be withheld if you're on a really strict diet. But the pleasure of going out to eat is, you know, treating yourself. So I think when I go out for a meal, I was just, 
eat whatever. Like you don't want to hold back on things like that. But the rest of the time, you can be more mindful about what you're eating and and resist the things we know are, are calorie laden, and include more of the healthy foods. And then have those, you know, once a month or you know, as a treat food. I don't want to say as a treat food because you don't want to reward yourself with you know food particularly, but um, but really enjoy it when you have it. We have to push that out of our sight because that's how we were all brought up, wasn't it? Rewarding yourself yeah. with food. No more suffering, yeah. Enjoy your food. Okay, so that's the New Year's resolution. Yeah. Nobody's going to suffer. No more suffering, yes. On our own account, on our own account. Well, Jackie, thank you. Um, we'll put some of that information up in the notes. And uh, everybody have a healthy, happy, and safe New Year. Yes, please. And thank you, Jackie. Well, I hope, we hope to have you back really soon. Oh, it was great to catch up with you. Find the Trust Me podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe, review, leave us a voice note at thetrustmepod.com or at thetrustmepod on Instagram. I'm Sarah Burke, and I host the Women in Media podcast, where I'm exploring the challenges women face in the media spotlight and celebrating our triumphs. My guests come from radio, TV, news, and sports, and we'll cover topics like leadership, diversity, stereotypes, and more. Most of all, I'm looking to build a community through a space where we can discuss anything. The Women in Media podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at womeninmedia.ca. This podcast is distributed by the Women in Media Podcast Network. Find out more at womeninmedia.network.